What is up, guys? Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, February 28th. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. I am your host, Travis Karczewski. Uh Just me today. I know. Get off our backs. I know we promised an interview today, or at least one today. Uh, we didn't promise it. We said it might be likely. But the two athletes we had on the books, it looks like those two have fallen through, texted both of the people to reach out and try to get an interview scheduled, and no text back, which I understand. Athletes are busy. I expect um, you know, maybe one of them will text me back, but I'm not sure. Athletes are busy. We've had a bunch of athletes you know, cancel on us. It sucks, but it's you know the sports world. We're small. We're small dogs right now just trying to make our, our name here, trying to push in to this uh kind of crack into the sports world and it is difficult you know we're just trying to make our name and uh but we've had this before i understand it sucks but uh, we're just going to keep on pushing try to get more interviews for you right now we have none scheduled but athletes interviews and interviews with athletes they pop up anytime any day uh it just takes a little bit for us to we, we cast a wide net and we don't get a very large haul back in um, but they can just pop up any second of every day. So keep looking on the Twitter for interviews because I'm certain we're going to be having one more. Cause we're at nine right now. Only one more away from our yearly goal. And uh, we're right there. And we got, you know, ten more months because February is ending tomorrow. Speaking of that, quick shout out to Truman. Uh, he, his birthday is coming up. Well, technically it's not. He's actually a leap year baby. Which means, you know, he doesn't have a birthday this year. He has one every four years. So next year he'll have a birthday. I'm sure we'll have a big show for that. But he has a birthday every four years. But we do celebrate it, you know, on that February 28th, March 1st type of uh, schedule there. So he's technically got two days. I think I don't really understand leap year. I don't understand why we do it. Or I, I kind of understand it's something to do with the sun and all that. But I just feel like it's very unnecessary. Um in the whole grand scheme of things. So that's just my two cents on it. But yeah, we are fortunate enough. Sherman has a birthday on leap year and uh, you know, happy birthday to him that we're going to post something on Twitter. So keep a lookout for that. But other than that, we have a big show for you today. Got a lot of topics I want to talk about. Uh, again, I am recording this the day before I'm recording this on uh, Wednesday, February 27th. So again, figure out that math. Um, so any sports stories that happen between you know 7.30 tonight and about 6, 6.30 when I post it tomorrow, uh, anything that happens between then, it's not our fault that we couldn't get it into the show today because we're recording it you know, on Wednesday night. So with that, you know, we're just going to roll into some of these topics today. i got a nice cup of ice water here, and we're just going to chill out and, uh, and talk some sports like we usually do. You know, I usually don't drink my water with ice. But I uh, felt a little special today. You know, I'm usually a, a, a room temperature type of guy with water. I don't like it ice cold. But uh, hey, we're, we're going to kick our feet up. We're going to talk some sports sitting here on my couch right now. Uh, and we're just going to chat about some sports because I think that's what we love to do here. Um, so let's, our, let's do our average Thursday, uh, our typical Thursday show uh, segment which is check into the NBA basketball standings. Let's start with the first seed in the Eastern Conference. Truman's Milwaukee Bucks are still there. The Bucks. People ask me, why don't you talk about the Bucks? One, it's because we don't I don't care about the Bucks at all. This is a show me type of league 
and Mike Budenholzer, Giannis, and this entire Bucks team have not shown me once that they can make some noise in the NBA playoffs. I don't believe they have a deep enough team. I don't believe they have a good enough team to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or even make it to the championship game. Truman's going to say differently. He's going to say, you know, Giannis is the best player in the league. He's not. He's well on his way to being that. But uh, I think James Harden has some stuff to say about that first. Now, with the Bucks, I like what they've done. I, I like that they hired Mike Butenholzer, but Mike Butenholzer hasn't proved it in the playoffs once. Sure, he had to go against LeBron-led Cavs teams, LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love primetime Cavs teams every year in the playoffs, but he just couldn't get it done. And Giannis hasn't shown that he can get it done yet in the playoffs, so it's going to be... Uh, an interesting playoffs for them. I think they have to show, sort of prove it to me before I start to count them into any sort of actual standings in the NBA playoffs and actually believe where they're at right now, first seed in the Eastern Conference final, Eastern Conference, and actually first seed in the entire league. But Mike Putin always does well during the regular season. Second seed is Toronto. Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry continue to play well. This is a very good, very deep team. Can they make it to uh, the finals? I believe so. I don't know if they're deep enough just yet, but they are right there. And I think a team with Kawhi, who is the most underrated superstar in the history of sports, could easily make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and beyond that to the finals. Third seed, the Indiana Pacers. They are staying strong. They are uh, you know, going through it right now without Victor Oladipo. I get that it's tough. But they continue to fight, they continue to grind, and they are continuing to win games and hold that third third seed. Now the team that's a game behind them is the Philadelphia 76ers with the fourth overall seed. This team right now, uh, they lost Joel Embiid for a couple weeks, that's going to hurt them. But again, as long as he's ready for the playoffs, that's all that really matters. Right now, setting up with the fifth-seeded Boston Celtics, it'd be a Philadelphia 76ers and a Boston Celtics first-round playoff matchup, which would be pretty good for us NBA fans, but we'll have to see. And then Boston, like I said, at five, they've lost three straight. It's not looking good for the Boston Celtics right now. Kyrie is not proven to be a great leader this season, and it's shown that these younger stars, the Jalen Brown, the Jason Tams, aren't really stepping up like they have in the past. Whether that's Kyrie's leadership, I'm not sure. Gordon Hayward's still not fully Gordon Hayward. I don't know if he'll ever be Gordon Hayward ever again. But this team just isn't the same as they were last year. They don't have that energy. They don't have that, I don't know, it's it's different this year. The t- last two years that they've really made some noise... I feel like they were they were led by Isaiah Thomas the one year, and then they were led by Terry Rozier last year. And obviously, you know, they didn't get to where they wanted to be. But those teams sort of had an underdog type of feeling. Like Isaiah Thomas and Terry Rozier were kind of underdogs, and they kind of rallied around that and made themselves better because of that. And they just don't have that X factor this year. It doesn't make much sense to me why Kyrie Irving is playing so poorly, why this team is playing so poorly. I feel like they could easily step it up, and we'll see if they do down the stretch here because these games are going to start to get a lot more important. Then, one of my favorite teams in the league, the Brooklyn Nets at 6. I love what D'Angelo Russell is doing right now. They've won two straight. Again, they're continuing to improve every single day, every single week. D'Angelo Russell is clearly becoming a superstar in the NBA that switch from the Nets to the uh, Lakers, from the Na- Lakers to the Nets, has clearly helped out his career, and he is just continuing 
to show us why he was such a high draft pick. And that team is very young. And again, they got that underdog type sort of attitude. Then seven, we have the Detroit Pistons. They've won three straight, actually. This team continues to fight. And then at eight, we got Charlotte. Uh, they've lost two straight, though, barely holding on to that eighth seed with the Orlando Magic biting at their heels right now. And the Miami uh, Heat right there as well. So it's pretty tight in the East. Things are pretty getting pretty tight. Again, this is probably, you look at the Western Conference, that's a whole different story. But it's probably the most, uh, more likely that we're going to get a new finals team out of the East rather than the West. And I think, you know, with the Cavs at, 14 you know they're clearly out of the playoffs so we're going to get a new finals team out of the east and it's going to be interesting to see which one of these teams it's going to be um but with that we'll go to the west we got golden state still at the number one seed i think they're like 10 and 2 in the 12 game boogie cousins has played in so it's just absolutely insane they continue to show us why they are the champions why they are back-to-back champions and why i easily believe they'll be three-time back-to-back-to-back champions. I think we'll see that very easily uh, come June. Next, we have Denver at the number two seed. They're only one game behind the Warriors. And Isaiah Thomas has been this sort of uh, spark that they've needed. Uh, They've won five straight. They have the longest winning streak in the league right now. And, you know, Isaiah Thomas has helped with that. He is healthy. He looks healthy. Coming off the bench like that is just an absolute weapon right now for the Denver Nuggets. Um... And it's easily shown that Isaiah Thomas is a great player in this league, he, and he continues to play with that underdog. People kind of wrote him off mentality. And you just look at some of the stats from the last couple of games. You know, he scored the four games he's played this season. He scored 11, 10, 16, and 8. So he just continues to put up numbers off the bench and quality minutes, and he's just continuing to show us why he was an MVP a couple years ago, an MVP candidate. Next three, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they have lost two straight, so a bit falling. They're a bit uh, falling back right now, but they continue uh, to be better than they were last year. Paul George continues his MVP run, and Russell Westbrook has sort of done something that most people don't believe he ever thought he would, and that's step back. He got hit by a kid last night. I guess I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but basically what happened was he hit a three. I think. Then he stepped out of bounds after he hit the three. And some kid, it looked like he just touched him. I don't know what happened. I don't know. You know, I didn't really see a good look at it. It looked like he just touched the kid. Or the kid just touched him. And Russell Westbrook turns around and stares at him. Gives this this cold look. Gives him this absolute, this look right. The look that he gave him is the type of look you give somebody you just want to murder. And it was terrifying. I, I was scared. And I was looking at it from my phone screen i couldn't even believe how evil it looked and this kid's just he steps back you know he didn't want that smoke that russell westbrook was about to give and it was a that if you need to go look at that if you haven't but then they asked him today you know did they know it was a kid you know what happened and i guess russell westbrook said the kid hit him which it didn't look like a hit to me like a hit from a kid is like a full-on punch but uh you know a kid that age probably did a playful smack on his arm or something uh and russell westbrook got all pissed off at him it's just yeah obviously the fan the kids shouldn't have touched him but if i'm a five-year-old kid six-year-old kid how old he was and i see somebody like russell westbrook who is a superstar mvp and right in front of me and i could reach out and touch him i mean i think even now as a guy 
it would be very difficult for me not to touch him. Uh, I'm not that confident enough and not that bold enough to touch Russell Westbrook because he could easily beat my ass. But it was a funny thing. It was a funny clip. You should definitely go look at it. The kid was bold. i got to give him that. Fourth seed in the Western Conference is the Portland Trailblazers, the elevator team. They got stuck on an elevator yesterday at Cambridge University. When I was watching that video of them getting stuck in that elevator, they got out because they pried the doors open and they climbed out. I've, I don't know where I've heard this. I don't know if it's true. But when that happens, they... Don't they recommend you? They recommend that you stay in the elevator until they fix it. I don't know why they pulled them out like that, because apparently it's very. It's there's a good chance that with those doors open, and you you start to step out, there's a good chance the elevator could start working again and you get sliced in half. So I don't know where they got the confidence to do that. Maybe they shut the elevator off. I don't really know the whole story, but it was a pretty scary sight to me. If I'm a trailblazers fan i don't understand why they they did that but they got out and they were able to play the, the game the other night and they've now won four straight so then we got houston at five james harden continues to go on his tear he actually broke his 30 game streak though and they lost that and they he lost that streak but they continue to win games then utah at six utah is a fun team to watch a really fun fast team to watch i'm not sure they have the shooting to go that far in the playoffs. I think they could win a playoff series. Donovan Mitchell is one of the youngest and more fun players to watch in the game today. And then Rudy Gobert is a superstar that I think we undervalue. Then seven, we have the Clippers. Uh, kind of a surprise team. Nobody really knows why the Clippers are playing this well, but they continue to be put into that playoff range. And then eight, San Antonio. The Popovich-led Spurs continue to improve. Then Sacramento 9, Minnesota 10, and I think the L.A. Lakers are at uh, 11 right now. Again, I want to stress this before I start to get into the L.A. Lakers, the LeBron-led Showtime Lakers. It is Wednesday I'm talking about this. There's a full slate of games going on uh, this night, so these schedules, these these uh, standings are going to be messed up by the time you see, read this probably. It's going to be changed, you know, the the win streaks or whatever I was talking about are probably going to be broken. But just watch that. But the L.A. Lakers, the LeBron-led Lakers, are in 11th place. Losers of two straight games. They lost a couple nights ago to the Anthony Davis uh, Pelicans. The only problem was Anthony Davis did not play, and they ended up losing. When they lost that game, I think something clicked in NBA fans where this mystique that follows LeBron wherever he goes, sort of vanished. This mystique is something that LeBron haters like me have not had around them. It has not clouded their judgment the last couple years. We have seen what LeBron is for the last couple years. But now Laker fans are seeing, and LeBron fans are seeing, the problems with LeBron James. He has completely taken this season off 2019 has been a lot more of a challenge than lebron thought he went to the lakers expecting it to be a team with a bunch of young prosperous resources that he could exploit and trade away to get the superstars he wanted like he did in cleveland when he came to cleveland that team was full of resources and young players ready to work ready to be traded in lebron's eyes 
And he did that. And he stripped them of mostly all their resources. He drove their cap through the roof. And now he tried to do that with the Lakers. The only problem was the Lakers aren't the Cavs. The Lakers aren't going to turn around and do this type of thing. They are smart. And other teams are starting to realize what is wrong with LeBron James and why LeBron James tries to exploit their players. The Anthony Davis trade, or non-trade, will go down as one of the biggest blunders in the NBA in LeBron's career throughout his in LeBron throughout LeBron's NBA career. I'm not really sure where I was going with that. To not trade those players. Again, I think the Pelicans should have made that trade, but to not get Anthony Davis on that team and to keep all those players that they were going to trade, it is destroying LeBron James. For the first time in a long time, LeBron did not get his way. LeBron did not get his guy on his team. And now he is forced to play the rest of the season with guys he does not like, guys he doesn't want to play with. And it is clear he knows that. And he has shown no effort at all these last couple games. You've seen clips and clips and clips online of him leaving guys wide open to shoot threes and then complaining after like he always does. There was a, a clip of, from his barbershop show where he was rapping with two chains and drinking wine. And then the day after he recorded that, he missed the game due to schedule rest. And I'm doing air quotes right now. LeBron has shown over the last couple of weeks how much he could, how little he could care about winning this season. He could give a crap less about winning. All he wants to do is drink wine and make money through entertainment and do all these movies. And then the man has the audacity to go onto Instagram and congratulate himself on becoming top 10 in points and top 10 assists of all time. I mean, this guy, this guy is the craziest superstar of all time, but apparently he's the goat to some people that I think now we're starting to see. So now that brings up the question, how many points people are asking, could Travis James Karcheski score? Versus young versus a 2019 LeBron James, a young, spry, 20-year-old Travis Karcheski, 5'10", 170. How many points could he score versus the behemoth, the goat, air quotes, like LeBron James? And I thought about this a lot. And we're gonna do the conditions like we always do. It's one v one, on my court of in the court of my choosing at the time of my choosing, and. I would obviously pick my rec center's courts. That's where I'm comfortable. That's where I'm balling. No, 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 no. Never mind. I'm picking my home court, my house. I have a hoop outside. I got a nice big driveway. That's where me and LeBron would play. And you might ask, how many points would you score? I'm not saying would I beat him because there's no way in hell I'd beat an NBA player one-on-one. I'd get my ass kicked. I know that. I'm smart enough to know that. I'm not that dumb. I'm smart enough to know that I would get my ass kicked versus LeBron James one-on-one in a uh, basketball match in my own driveway. I know that. And I'd probably get dunked on and I probably would get embarrassed. But I would score at least one two-pointer. Because in my mind, we'd play to 11 by ones and twos. And I'd get at least one two-pointer. And that is because, again, I'm doing the same Jalen Ramsey thing. I'm showing no fear. I'm driving to the hole every time. First of all, we're playing street rules, so there's no fouls. But once he gets tired, once he thinks I'm just going to drive to the hole every time, he's going to start to take breaks back, and he's going to start to do his little LeBron no-effort thing, and he's going to sit back, and I'm just going to start shooting. 
shooting threes over and over again. Now, my basketball game is not the best. I will admit that. I am a floor general. I'm not a pure scorer. I'm not the best 1v1 player. Sure, I can beat up on the scrubs that uh, come around my court every now and then and play. I beat up on them pretty easily. But I thrive in uh, two to two plus player um, full court games. I'm not a 1v1 guy. I'm a 2v2, 3v3, 4v4, 5v5. I'm a floor general point guard. Everybody knows that. I thrive. I'm like... A Steve Nash, my passes are insane, and I'm able to score off that ability where people think I'm a pass first, but then I hit them with the scoring. And that's basically because I broke my wrist in uh, freshman year of football. I broke my wrist. It's still broken to this day, and I've had to kind of change my game since then. Prior to freshman year of high school, I was a scorer. I could score anytime, any day. I could shoot the three. I could shoot the mid-range. I was pretty good in that way. I compared myself to a Carmelo Anthony then. But now I'm a Steve Nash. I'm shorter. I'm 5'10". There's no problem with being 5'10". 5'10 a great height. Kyler Murray's 5'10". Drew Brees is right there with us. The thing is, LeBron James, yeah, he may be taller and bigger than me. I'm not going to be scared. I have nothing to lose. And I'm just going to shoot threes over and over and over again once I drive through the hole. Drive to the hole three to five times. And he gets used to me driving to the hole. And then I back it out. And I guarantee I'd make at least one three. Right, because I have pretty good ball handling skills as well. I don't think I'd be able to juke him out or uh, hit him with the hezzy step, but I think I could beat him. I think I could uh, beat him at least once, and that's all I need to do. Um, and again, all the pressure is on LeBron. None of the pressure is on me as a player. So that's what I think. That's my thoughts about it. Again, the offer is still open to anybody. I did it with football. I can do it with basketball. If you want to play me, come play me. You know, send me a DM on Twitter, TNT Sports Talk 12. We'll find a court halfway from you, halfway from me, and we can play. And I will beat you, I promise. Especially if it's two on two, three on three. I'm a floor general. That's what I am. So let's move on now to a little baseball. Again, not much with baseball. We'll touch on that. We'll do a quick business. We'll do some business here, and then we'll move on to some football talk. We got some combine uh, storylines that I want to quickly touch on. With baseball, there's not much going on right now. I guess the MLB has decided to ditch the pitch clock idea um, for this season. To be honest, I like I said in the last show, I kind of like it. I get it. It's harder for the players, and it's difficult for the pitchers. But as an MLB fan, I kind of like it because, you know, the game today that I watched, I watched the Indians versus Brewers today. We'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, It ended in under three hours, which was crazy to me. It ended in, like, two and a half hours. And I believe that, you know, that's due to the pitch clock. And spring training is a little bit faster pace of a game. But still, I kind of liked it. But, uh they're going to shelf that idea for at least till next year or the year after, which sucks. Um, but they're still considering doing that. One rule change that I, I don't know if we've talked about it, where they're only going to allow um, relief pitchers to come in and they have to do a three batter minimum. They're not allowed to do that left-handed sort of uh, strategy move where you come in. Francona does it a lot, where he'll take a left-handed reliever and throw him out there for one batter and then, you know, call timeout and bring another guy. Again, that's a pace of play type of thing. I don't like that. I think that gets rid of strategy, which I hate the most. When rules get rid of strategy, that's when baseball starts to suck. That's when 
you know everything that you love about baseball starts to slowly starts to slowly uh, get diminished. And I hope I don't see that, but it could happen. You never know. Uh, but again, they are going to shelf that idea that uh, idea of a pitch clock till at least uh, next season. I'm not sure if they get something done um, next season because again, I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of hate from the pitchers about this. Uh, next thing is Nolan Arenado signed an eight-year, $260 million contract extension with the Rockies. This is a huge deal for Arenado, uh, one of the best players in all of baseball, the, one of the easily the best third baseman, I would say, right up there with Jose Ramirez, and now the Rockies have him for a bunch of years. This is an Indians fan. Uh, it's kind of nice for me to see because this is the kind of deal that Francisco Lindor is going to get. This is the sort of the ballpark deal that Lindor is going to get. And I'm not really sure where um, or when he's going to get signed, but I think this is sort of the deal he's going to get. Because in terms of you know star power and uh, notability, notoriety, uh, Arenado is right up there with Lindor, but now he's one of the best players. Now he's one of the highest paid players in the NFL and is certainly deserved, uh, for Nolan. Cause he is, like I said, one of the best players in the MLB. But again, I did watch the Indians game today. Uh, great game all around. The Indians ended up winning seven. One was a little split squad action, uh, for the Indians. They ended up beating the Brewers seven to one, and then they beat the Mariners six to five. I love watching spring training games. Like I said, I love watching the prospects play, and it was a fun game to watch. And uh, it was fun to watch the Indians beat up on Truman's Brewers. And it was cool because it was on TV. And it was also cool because the, our guy Brian Anderson was actually calling the game. And we, like I said, we interviewed Brian Anderson. If you haven't checked that out, you should go check it out. We interviewed him a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was cool watching him call the game. Uh, they had the Brewers crew, him and uh, Bill Schroeder, something that you know I don't get to watch that often, and definitely Truman doesn't get to watch that often, so definitely it was a cool sight to see him. Somebody we uh, interviewed, somebody we've talked to, to see him you know, call a game, it was pretty cool uh, for us. But again, yeah, I watched the game today, it was a great game, a uh, couple home runs, the Indians had like five home runs today which was crazy. It was a great game all around. But that is it for baseball. That's all I wanted to talk there. I don't, yeah, I know. I, I don't know where Bryce Harper is. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know who's offering him or what. He's actually leading the league in terms of odds to win the uh, NL MVP next year, which I'm shocked because they don't know where he's going to end up. I'm not sure anybody has any clue where he's going to end up right now. If I had to guess, if I had to throw money out there, it would be the uh, uh, Phillies, but I'm not so sure what's going on. Now. I'm not so sure what the whole. I'm not so sure what the holdup is, but this is definitely the slower. This is a slower off season than we had last year. Last year, guys were complaining. This year, it's even worse, and you're seeing that now. You know, you got a lot of guys still out there. Craig Kimbrell, uh, Bryce Harper, biggest name out there right now. Dallas Keuchel. So there's some good names out there at almost every position. And I'm just surprised a lot of these names haven't been picked up yet. And we're getting down there. We're only a month away from opening day. So guys better start signing on soon or else we're going to have some problems. Because it takes a little bit to get going once you get signed. You know, you need a couple reps here and there. But that's it for baseball. Let's move on now to some football. Uh, but before that, guys, you know where I'm going to go with this. I'm going to Dom. 
at these home cuts these home cuts is the best place around the northeast ohio for a great haircut at a low price for only seven dollars these home cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and styling trust me me and truman and about 90 percent of our guests have gotten their haircut at these at least one time in their life and we have not been disappointed i get it you go into a haircut going into a haircut place is intimidating i'm not gonna lie if you have, you know, if you don't like talking to people, if you don't like dealing with annoying, pushy, you know, people who are just out of hair school and you're not comfortable there and you're in this big salon and they, all they do in this big salon is get, you know, a guest in and a guest out. They don't really take the time to really talk to you about what you want, what you should get in terms of a haircut. But don't worry about that. Don't stress about that with these. These home cuts will take you in. It's a very intimate, small atmosphere. He'll play music. He'll play video games. You can play video games, and he'll just hook you up, and he'll show you what kind of cut to get, what kind of cut will make you look your best, and he will. And trust me, he will make you look the best. I'm going to be going to D's in the next couple of weeks here, uh, so I'll keep you updated on that. But check him out, D's Home Cuts. Also, check out Dom's YouTube page. Uh, Dom started a YouTube page called Unlimited Dom. It is a fantastic YouTube page for people struggling to lose weight or trying to lose weight, especially college students. It's very difficult to lose weight as a college student. I, for one, can attest that. I uh, lost up to 70 pounds a couple of years ago when I, for my freshman year of college. It's not easy. It took me a long time. But Dom is showing you guys how to do it quickly, safely, um, and easily on his YouTube page, Unlimited Dom. Check it out, guys. You won't be disappointed. Uh, so it's Unlimited Dom's YouTube page. And then these uh, uh, Home Cuts, like I said, these Home Cuts we talk about on every single show. Check it out. Uh, the phone, the uh, Instagram is the at these Home Cuts. That's where you can send him a DM to set up an appointment and ask some questions if you have anything. He's also got a lot of videos on there about uh, some of the cuts he's done, so you can check him out. These home cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So it's combine weekend, boys. One of the biggest weekends for NFL fans, diehard NFL fans, because now every Thursday, every the next Thursday, the next Friday, the next Saturday, we get to get up and watch college-aged males run around in their underwear and perform tests and measuring their body length, how much they can bench, how much they can jump, how fast they are, and we just can't get enough of it. The Combine is a special weekend in sports, and it is a clear example as to why the NFL is and will always be king in the sports world. Because the Combine, the NFL Combine, draws numbers. Viewership numbers are through the roof with the Combine. And you won't get that anywhere else with any other sport. The NBA tries to do it, but it just doesn't even compare. The Combine is so much fun. It's so interesting to look at that aspect of our game, the NFL Scouting Combine. A couple years ago, it basically was just a small-time thing. A couple guys running around in a field, running around in t-shirts and shorts. You know, Nobody really paid that much attention to it. Fans didn't really watch it. It wasn't that covered. But now, one weekend every year, the town of Indianapolis just explodes and everybody converges on that place. Every single football guy in the country converges on that place from NFL head coaches to the smallest scouts. Almost everybody shows up in Indianapolis. And let me tell you on that one weekend in February and March, 
the Applebee and the fast food fryers start to move. The food gets moved around quickly because that's all the football guys want to eat is that Applebee's and that fast food. I looked before we did this show. There are four Applebee's around the Indianapolis area, and trust me, they will be packed to the rim with football guys because trust me, there's nothing football guys love more than a great meal at Applebee's, and it is going to be a great weekend for them. But it is interesting, 337 players will be attending this combine, that's 337 MRIs, 337 interviews, 337 337 plus interviews, 337 drug tests, um, 337 medical uh, evaluations, 337 40 times at least, well they'll double that because they run two, and it just is amazing you gotta love it guys it's just so much fun to wake up on saturday morning and watch these guys go about their business and let me tell you some of the things we're going to be looking for this scouting combine i think first we're going to be looking at kyler murray we're going to get his height and his weight measurements he's looking at about 510 220 pounds around that area 200 pounds around that area um but the biggest thing and this is why i love nfl so much it's the biggest thing people are worried about with Kyler Murray is not his height, not his weight, not his speed, not his strength. Is his hand size. His hand size is going to be measured and it's going to be closely uh, dissected and looked at by scouts and coaches all around the league and fans all around the league as well. Because we're going to see if his hands are big enough to grip a football. If they're not, that's just going to be another red flag and uh, another dink onto Kyler Murray. Because basically what this weekend is, it's just a weekend to find problems with your favorite college football players. And it is a weekend for the smaller guys to kind of establish themselves in a better light. If I was a big time, you know, projected top 10 pick, chances are I wouldn't go to the combine. Um, well, maybe I would just because it is, it is an experience. Um, because I think what they do is they try to look for any reason not to draft you rather rather than reasons to draft you. It's a good uh, idea for uh, smaller guys, but I just don't think bigger guys, it makes sense. Because you could be in Orlando Brown where you completely fail your combine, and next thing you know, a player like him with his talent goes in the third round, goes from a first-round draft pick to a third-round draft pick, and uh, you know at the end of the day, he loses a lot of money. Because the combine... Like I said, at the end of the day, it doesn't mean much. Because Orlando Brown had one of the worst combines of the year last year. Worst combines of all time. And he ended up starting 10 games for the Ravens and was a steal in that third round. But this is the type of weekend that's going to make or break people's careers, make or break people's draft stocks. Uh, and that's why guys got to come prepared. Guys like Ed Oliver, I think, are going to have big weekends. Oliver was going to be the number one pick, surefire number one pick, until last year. He had a bad year in college football, missed a lot of games with a couple injuries, got into a couple fights with the coaches on the sidelines, and now he's fallen. But this is a week for him to kind of rise. I mean, he is going to run insanely fast. He's over 300 pounds, and they're expecting him to run a three, a 4.6, which is insane to be that fast moving at that kind of weight. Uh, that's like defensive back, running back speed. And he's going to be running that at 300 pounds. That's going to shoot him up the draft stock if he does that. Uh, Another thing to watch is the quarterbacks. You're going to see, I think, Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, Haskins, and uh, Murray are all going to throw. Which they usually don't, but we will be able to see that this year. So that's going to be fun. And, you know, just a lot of things. You're going to see a lot of prospects 
jump up the board. I think a guy like Andy Isabel is a good name to watch. If you don't know who that is, he led the he led college football last year, Division One football, FBS, in receiving yards. He's a small white kid uh, from American University, I believe. He's going to have a chance to make his name and show off his route running ability in this draft, in this combine. Uh, but it's going to be a great week. Like I said, if you're a football fan, this is like the mecca. Because every single coach, every single scout, every single assistant shows up to these type of things. And shows up to this event. And for the next four days, it's just going to be wake up, grab your McDonald's biscuit, go to go to Lucas Oil Stadium, get your notepad out, interview a couple guys, go watch the drills, interview some more guys all night, and then go meet with your coaching staff, and then go to the Applebee's at night and enjoy yourself a nice meal, nice two for 20 with your other assistant, and then it's back to the hotel room for bed, and then back to work the next morning. It's just constant football over and over again, and I would love to be a part of it. Maybe one day... TNT Sports Talk will get big enough and we can actually make a trip out there and do some interviews out there and just experience it for ourselves. Because I know for me, personally, I know Truman as well, we'd love to make it out there and watch these guys interact with each other because it is certainly a a hilarious sight to see. And it would just be, I mean, these are the type of guys you love, these football guys. They're going to be fully on display here in Indianapolis. Um, and I think Indianapolis is like the perfect city to host it in because it's such a bland American, you know, Midwestern city. And uh, it's so much fun to watch these guys. All right. Next thing we want to talk about with the NFL is Nick Foles. Uh, I projected that he would get the franchise tag. I think everybody projected he'd get the franchise tag. But the Eagles have made it clear today they are no longer going to franchise tag him. And he is going to be an unrestricted free agent, able to sign with whatever team he show, he so well chooses. Um, and hopefully he lands a starting spot. But his career with the Eagles has come to an end. The second time around with the Eagles has ended. And let me tell you something. Nick Foles, you can talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick you can talk about Josh McCown Nick Foles is the best backup in the league he has had the strangest career of almost any athlete in the history of sports of all time um, that you can ever really talk about to go from a no-namer to a pro bowler to a backup to to a starter to a pro bowl no I messed this career up you go from an unnamed guy to a starter to a pro bowler you get released by that, you get traded by that team, you're the starter again, you get benched, you get cut, you get picked up by your old team, you become the backup to a young gun prospect like Carson Wentz, and then he gets hurt, and then you go out there and you win the Super Bowl, and you win Super Bowl MVP. Then you go back to to the bench, and then you come to the playoffs and you put together a little bit more of a playoff run. Nick Foles has had an amazing career, amazing run with the Eagles, and I hope he gets a full-time starting job again. Because I think he does have all the ability in the world to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I just think it's going to take the right situation to do that. And there's going to be a lot of teams begging for his services. Because what team wouldn't want to have a a former Super Bowl MVP on their roster? You know what I mean? It's one of those situations that you got to take somebody with the experience. For at the very least, he's going to help out your younger quarterback if you decide to draft somebody. So I fully expect his talents to be highly valued on the open market. And I think a team like the Jaguars or the uh, Dolphins could uh, you know, just sign him and tell him, hey, here's 16 games, here's starting 16 games, 
Go out and show us what you can do. If you don't play well, that's fine because we want to draft a quarterback next year. But if you do, more than better. More than better, we'll sign you to an extension, and you'll make you the starter for the future. So Nick Foles, he's going to be on the open market. I think he is now the biggest free agent quarterback name, unless the Broncos decide to release Case Keenum. Um, I think Foles would still be the biggest name, but we'll see what happens from there. Uh, and then the Jets today, they made it clear that they're available to trade that third overall pick. Not sure why they want to do that. Um, I think that third overall, they could probably get some pretty nice weapons. They traded up last year to get Darnold. They had the third overall pick this year. Uh, maybe they'll trade down, get a nice haul, a nice couple more picks to pick some more talent around Darnold. That would make sense, but it's got to be the right price for me if I'm the Jets to make that trade down. Uh, because I'm nervous about trading down if I'm the Jets, but there are a lot of players in this draft. This is a pretty deep defensive draft, and I think the Jets could use some talent on both sides of the ball. So maybe grabbing a couple extra picks could be good for them in the long run. But that is it for NFL. I just I'm gonna look through some of the stuff real quick just to see if there's any other stories I want to talk. Oh, Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Johnny Manziel has been cut from the his CFL team, and he has now been banned by the CAFL for, I guess, violation of his contract. Maybe something will come out with something he did, or maybe it was just you know a technical thing. I'm not really sure. But he has been released, and it looks like he will not be playing in the CFL uh, anytime soon. He didn't play well in the CFL. He wasn't the Johnny Manziel we hoped he could be, and uh, it was a very big disappointment. He says he's looking for more options now in the uh, American in the USA, uh, so maybe he goes to that Alliance Football League, the AAF. I think that would increase viewership through the roof, and that would make a great a great amount of sense for Johnny Menzel and for the AAF to get him on. And who wouldn't want to have a first-round draft pick, Heisman winner, uh, on their league? I think that would instantly give the American, the Alliance Football League, a lot more credibility than what it has right now, because the quarterback play is pretty poor. But I think everybody would tune in to watch Johnny Menzel uh, take a couple snaps behind center. So watch for that. That is a strong possibility uh, going forward. Johnny Menzel to the AAF. But with that, that is the end of our show today. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, next week is spring break for us. So I fully expect to have Truman on, if not one, easily uh, two shows for us uh, so make sure you tune into that because he is going to provide some pretty good insight to where the bucks are at right now and i'm excited to see that also next week we'll be coming upon our 100th year and a hundredth hundredth wait uh, we'll be coming on our one year anniversary of tnt sports talk so we're going to talk about that once we get that done um and where we've come where we've grown because uh, when we started and where we are now, it's just been a night and day difference. And I think, uh, you know, I, we'll talk about it more on next week's show. But with that, you know, we want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts. We ask that you go onto iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. Uh, find us also on Spotify. You can find us on YouTube as well and 12 Ounce Sports tomorrow from 7 to 8 a.m. As well as GrandOldSports.com. Multiple ways for you to listen. Uh, no excuse not to. You can also check out our Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12. That's where you can send us questions, comments, concerns in our DMs. Our DMs are always open if you want to be a guest on the show, if you want to do an interview. If you have tips or any sort of thing for us, things you like, things you didn't like, Twitter is the way to go, guys. Trust me with that. Uh, but other than that, that's our show today. 
enjoy the combine this weekend. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of guys you know, rise and a lot of guys fall. So make sure you tune into that. But obviously on Tuesday we'll give you a full recap of what happened if you just can't get to a TV this weekend. We always are here. We always got your back. TNT Sports Talk. Have a great day. See you on Tuesday. Thanks, guys.